Welcome to Empirical Peapod. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. If you could please subscribe, follow, share, like, comment, whatever the hell happens when we do these things. I'm your host, Tim Day. Let's get to the show. To stretch my arms a little. Yeah, well... It's just audio, so moving around isn't going to matter. My favorite part is... <laughs> yeah, don't do that to the mic. And you're going to... Like, I move my hands and arms to talk. Yeah. And I make a lot of faces, and I'm like, man, the show's missing so much dynamics. Character. <laughs> yeah, but... I'm glad I didn't have to put any makeup on for this, though. Well, you did just let the cat out of the bag, because we're already recording, and now everybody's like, oh, Shit. gross, she looks ugly. <laughs> <laughs> They can see that all over my Instagram if they want to, you know? Oh, perfect. Yeah, then they're like, oh, that's exactly what I thought she looked like. Why doesn't she have Botox yet? <laughs> Get your shit together, Amy. Yeah, I mean, you are 40 now. Fuck you, I'm not yet. Uh, oh, December. December 5th. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts a little. It like, takes the on wind the out. It's not, it's not as bad as it sounds. Okay. I actually, like, honestly, I think if I had to, I thought I would be way worse off and terrified. Like, don't get me wrong, my body is. Yeah. But, like, I think if somebody was like, what age do you want to be? I'd be like, 40 feels kind of fine, like, to be honest. Yeah. I don't want to be 41, though. <laughs> yeah. It's all downhill. I mean, I think it just kind of sucks for me because I feel like I wasted my 20s being a piece of shit. Yeah, but I think you it's, know? like, not to, <clears throat> I feel like you're kind of supposed to. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. <laughs> First off, uh, we're here with uh, Amy Langus in this, I hesitate to call it a and b Flop house. <laughs> She's doing great, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean. <laughs> uh, Listen, I got bamboozled. This is not, and this is why people hate Airbnb now. Sure. Because you look at the pictures and you're like, oh, my God cute little neon sign and yeah. little lanterns and then you get here and it's basically like a overrated college dorm room like it's uh, like yeah it's like a college dorm room <clears throat> if your parents hated you <laughs> yeah perfect and all the but outlets, also had money a little bit enough know? money to be like we want you to see how much we can't stand you and don't want you to come home <laughs> all the outlets have at least six things in them but i don't yeah. see what they're connected to no there's they're just yeah. things they're plugged in my favorite is that the neon sign you just talked about says good vibes only. <laughs> not in here. Not Jeez. today. I mean, they're trying. <laughs> not when we get together. <laughs> just uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but I do think, uh, go back to what you were <clears throat> just talking about, which I forget now because this place sucks your brain. <laughs> What the hell were we just talking 20s. about? The 20s. Oh, yeah. I think being... you're supposed to <clears throat> yeah. kind of... It's all perspective, right? Like, do you really feel like they're wasted? Or mm. is that secretly where a lot of your growth happened? Because I feel like you and I have gone on a similar journey. And I feel like we have, we've been mindful at this point now for the last 10, maybe even 15 years. 10 at least. I, yeah, about 10. Because like 2013, maybe... Yeah. Maybe 20. 2010, I think, was As my we were early... approaching our late 20s to like 30s, like really where it hit to, where it was like, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but I feel like we were always those people. We were just trying to get there. Mm, yeah, I think I was very lost. 
Sure, but don't you have to you be know, lost to be found, to right? Be found, yeah. <laughs> as dumb as that do. sounds. I suppose you do. I mean, yeah. I think I think I like I was getting to like a breaking point with stress with work, and I like yeah. knew that I had an issue because I was an angry per. I mean, Loki, I kind of still am an angry person. <laughs> like I don't want to act like I'm. Oh, I'm healed now. Yeah, but like right. <laughs> you know, I, it was. I was so stressed out working my job at the restaurant. We'll just say we won't even say the where it was. Yeah. You guys know. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I. And then I was in that relationship with that one person that was, like, super toxic and, like, really just... I feel like that's going to be a theme. Uh, yeah. After, but, so, what, did you start in Oswego? Have you always been here? I've always been here, yeah. Like, yeah. I know your mom was downtown. Yeah. Is that where, literally where you started? Um, I grew up on a house on Route 34 out by, like, you know where the hair school is? Yeah. My, I, like, grew up basically... Over by the valley. By the valley, yes, I was. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the I our house backed up to the valley. So if yeah. you went out our backyard, there was like a cul-de-sac right there, and that's where we would take our bikes and like ride around. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I kind of basically grew up in the valley. Um, we lived with my grandma for like the first roughly seven to eight years of my life, yeah. and then my mom was like, "Get me out of here." Um, I'm trying to raise my daughter in like a healthy way and you guys are not the vibe right now. <laughs> right. I mean, they were great, but, sure. um, so she like, she got me out and took me to St. Charles for a little bit and I entered the school system there and she was like, absolutely not. The school system is atrocious. Like we got to get back to Oswego as soon as possible. So at that time, Oswego is one of the best oh, yeah. districts. Oh yeah. They were in St. Charles. They were talking about like bumping me up an entire grade. And she was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. Like this is no, we're going back to Oswego. And so I started second grade <clears throat> back in Oswego, but I started a couple months late. So I was basically a pariah. Um, yeah. And nobody wanted to talk to me. So that was, <laughs> if you were in Mrs. White's class in second grade, fuck you, you know? <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. Because <laughs> I was that awkward kid because my mom was like, let's let her dress herself. Yeah. I mean, she's like wanted me to become an individual. Like, great job. Sure. But I was weird, well, you know? Well, I mean, we also, you just kind of let the cat <clears throat> out of the bag that you were a sack of shit through your 20s. And yes. trying to find yourself. Yes. That's just going to 100% tie back to that. Yeah. Uh, mostly because of the rejection, probably. Dude, it sucked. Like, I yeah. felt it pretty hard. And I was, like, I was an only child, and I was very independent. And, like... Your mom your mom was, <clears throat> has always been a single mother, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, she didn't marry my stepdad until I was, like, 10 or 11, I think. Yeah, but your dad was never in the picture in the no, first place, right? thankfully. Did he... Did you ever meet him? No, not a single time. Did he leave when your mom was pregnant? Oh, my mom left him Stop after I was yeah. born because yeah. yeah, he was a shit show. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't want to disparage the family or anything, but sure, like it was but... not a good situation and my mom got out of it. And yeah. I think he came around for visitation like a couple of times when I was really little. <clears throat> um and then I mean, he was an alcoholic, and that's how he died. He yeah. died of cirrhosis of the liver, unfortunately. He, how long has he been dead? <sighs> been a long Honestly, I think it was like, I think it was like right before that turning point in my life, like, um, like um, early 2010s, yeah. like maybe like 08 or 09, because I think I was on my own in my condo, and it was he actually 
think he passed away really close to my birthday. Did he ever reach out to you at <clears> all? <throat> no. Not even once? Not a single time. Probably for the best, for sure. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, is like, everyone's like, oh, it's so sad that you didn't have your dad in your life. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, that's not how I look at it. I look no, at yeah, it as a blessing yeah. because could you For imagine sure. as a little a little girl, your dad coming in and out of your life and being totally unpredictable and being yeah. drunk all the time and like, you know, your mom being stressed out and sad because she can't trust him, you right. know, when you're there for visits. Like, no. Like, my family was dysfunctional as hell, but I had two uncles that loved the shit out of me. Yeah. I had a mom that loved the shit out of me and I had a grandma that loved the shit out of me and was totally always there for both of us and was like the rock of our family. So like yeah. I'm not I was not missing out at all. Yeah, I'm 100% you of know? the mind if why would you invite toxicity into your life? Like yeah. I understand like if if you need that and you want to pursue that, that's great. Go for it. But you have to be prepared for not getting it and it can be challenging but you don't need the other half of the equation to heal yourself you don't need mm -hmm. them to get your closure totally you can 100 percent do that uh just from your own perspective totally. and understand that they're not going to ever meet you where you need to be yeah and just kind of close that door and you'll be much better off for yeah it. i mean i'm sad but i'm not sad because i missed out i'm sad for him yeah, for sure. You know, because well, he never got to know you. And you're awesome. He never got to know me. And I know that he, you know, his situation was born out of the immense trauma that he had when he was a kid. Yeah. I mean, he was the son of immigrants. Right. You know, who had seen war. Like, my, there's a story, and I don't know if this is true or not, but there's a story that my paternal grandmother's, um, father and brother were just like pulled out of their house in the middle of in the middle of the night by like Stalin's regime and like never so where did they come from um they came from Russia uh, yeah and my grandfather's family is from Lithuania so is Langus Langus is Lithuanian I say is that your yeah. dad's name yeah yeah uh, why my mom? <laughs> I don't know. I think was, I, <laughs> I think at that time it was just like this is just what you do. Yeah. And by then it was like that was your identity. I know. By the time it came up to even be a thing. But what's cool is like nobody has my last name. That's true. So there's like no yeah. confusing, you know. I think in my phone it's still Lamy Dangus. But... Yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can think? Um, oh, I can't say his name. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You can, but I'd rather you do. <laughs> they knew who they were. We, we know. That's all that matters. <laughs> okay, so you came to Oswego in second grade uh, proper. Yeah. So you went to... Uh, I went to Eastview, Eastview Elementary. Did you go yeah. to Thompson? No, I went to Traver. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, I knew that because I went to Traver. I think you're only a year behind me. Oh, shit, yeah. I don't think I knew you in junior high, though. No, but like I knew you existed... Bruh, can you hear? Honestly, dude, what are you guys doing? So Wrestling? in this, in the, you guys, in this B and B, it definitely—I don't know if you can hear it, but it definitely sounds like they're moving bodies right outside the door. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Me neither. But what did you say when we walked in? This is where the poor's live. <laughs> Damn it, Tim. <laughs> Well, you've been gone for a long time, and you're very bougie and elitist now. I am not bougie. You should see our condo, dude. We live in, like, one of the crustiest neighborhoods in Denver. And I'm going to say crusty, but I love our neighborhood. Well, there's a difference between, like, Chicago crust and Denver crust, right? That's true. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then, 
you went to high school. High school is where we actually met. Yeah. Uh, because in we had a little class, in gym. Said? We, yeah. So I don't remember that shit. No. Well, <laughs> you were in a lot of chemicals. This <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> We're just gonna putting it all out there, huh? We just glaze just, right just over gonna... that. Most cool, the, cool, cool. Most people didn't even catch it. <laughs> But then, well, because there was a nice group of us, like me, yeah. you, uh, Cassie, uh, Josh was still Josh, Josh was there, yeah, who was on the show and doesn't follow rules. And, <laughs> uh, at that time, Sean Roxy and I was with us too. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, it was a fun time when we didn't do anything. We just walk around. Oh yeah, I didn't run. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. I don't run unless I still don't run. Yeah, I'm not really built for speed. No. <laughs> built for power <laughs> same dude i can move some weight but i'm yeah. not getting anywhere quick i'll tell you that one <laughs> yeah did you go to college i did yeah i went to an obnoxious amount of college unfortunately really? i did yes yes i really liked school after high school i yeah. should preface well once it's kind of more on your own terms right? exactly it's a it's a little different thing. yeah yeah what'd you go to school for journalism Ooh, <laughs> That helps climb mountains, I've heard. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and start businesses and stuff. Did you uh, get a, a degree in, in journalism? I did, yeah. I got a bachelor's of, a BA in journalism in 20, uh, 2007. Um, right when, like, the economic world was about to, was about to just absolutely <laughs> shit the bed. My timing was impeccable, and my choice of major was even better because all of the newspapers started going bankrupt right. and yeah. So that was a rough time in my life too. Was there something that drew you like do you like journalism? Did you I think used you would <laughs> Do you think you would legitimately want a career in that though? That's a great question. Cause looking back, I mean I was really immersed in like I was on the the school um magazine and i really liked that really? a lot like yeah like writing articles like, oh, in like, college yeah uh, yeah that was super fun for me i really enjoyed it um yeah i really liked i think i more so liked the like investigating you know yeah. like asking the questions and like finding out new things and just like continually learning you know and um you know, I, I unsuccessfully attempted for over a year to find a job after school, and it just, like, never, pan yeah. in journalism, it just never panned out. But um, it's that's a good question if I think I would have liked it. I, I Knowing myself now, I am incapable of sitting at a desk right. or doing anything that's, like, super mundane and boring for any length of time. So, yeah. like cumulatively in my entire life I think I've only sat at a desk at a job for like I want to say less than a year I can't do it I'm in, like I will fall asleep yeah I will not do my job I will I will get sick mysteriously <laughs> you know like yeah um so honestly if I had to do a bunch of like corporate bs which I think magazines and newspapers to some extent are I don't think I would have liked it. And I think I would have ended up kind of yeah, veering, veering off. off anyway. I think it's it's kind of a different thing now because you can take that, like, you can turn that into a podcast now. Yeah. Where it's like you can do your own thing, yeah. investigate what you want, and then talk about it how you want, mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. Everyone's like, well, why don't you just freelance? And they say it like, oh, like, it's <laughs> fucking easy yeah. to just, like, 
create a freelance yeah. writing career out of nothing when you have like hardly any like writing samples. It's like when you talk like... to a comedian and they're like, why don't you just get a sitcom? Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, like it's easy or something. No, so after college, I came back to Oswego and uh, Where started. Where did you go to college? Started, oh, Columbia, Columbia College. In Chicago? Yeah, yeah. You know who was on, thanks to you. I know. It's Katie Kirby. She's the reason that I went, yeah. dude. Because she was like, school is so awesome. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I like love hearing about your life. And you're in the big city. Because yeah. we were little, we were being little baby country mice back That's then. Yeah. And yeah, I like def- definitely wanted to be in the city and like meet a bunch of cool kids and just, uh, just be a cool kid, you know? And, and then I was like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> It's not for everybody. It was not for me. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. She seemed to have a good time. And she's... Yeah. I know you don't listen to the show, so... Get the... I... <laughs> I listened to the first two. Uh, that's cool, but... Whatever, dude. Uh, either way, uh, she's amazing to talk to, and I would highly yeah. recommend listening to her episode. She's cool. And just talk to her in general. She's awesome. Yeah. We, like, texted back and forth a little bit. She just bought a house. I'm super proud of her. That's awesome. That's a summer house. <laughs> Bro. I mean, yeah. you buy a house in California, are you kidding me? Holy shit. Like, yeah. that's... In Northern California. Right. I'm going to be like, hey, so you got, like, a spare bedroom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm like, how can I get to California? <laughs> yeah. We could walk if you wanted. I mean, that's true. Take a while, but, like... We would make it there by the time we're, like, 45. I would look very different. If I walked all the way across the country, it's probably what I need. <laughs> Just starts with one step, you know? That's true. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. There was a guy that tried to do that, and he got bit by a rattlesnake or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what a way to go down. Yeah, that sounds terrible. My- Mike Snow, am I making that up? Did Mike Snow do that? It sounds probably true. I'm not going to look it up. I could care less if it's true. Don't fact check this. Yeah. Um, yeah, the views expressed on this show are <laughs> those of Amy Langus. It's weird when you say my name like that. I think I'm going to change it. Should I change it? I think you're going to have no choice. I don't have a choice? Yeah. I have well, to I mean, you, of course you have a choice. But, yeah. I mean, there's a thing happening tomorrow that's going to probably interfere with <laughs> what your name's going to be. Well, I mean, you have to change it legally. Uh, yeah, you don't have to. My sister kept her name. I, think, I don't think she yeah. changed hers for like two years. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of wrestling with that still because it's like I'm almost 40 years old. I've had the same last name my whole life. Like, why would I change it now? Like, nobody's yeah. going to know who the hell I am. You think so? I think he wants me to change it, though. Well, I think that a lot of people are caught up on that. Where yeah. it's like, it's not official if you don't. And I, I, could, I would love to change my name. Yeah. Like, if I could find a nice girl and be like, that's a way better name. I'll take your Tim name. Day is the dumbest fucking name. <laughs> uh, no way. Your, your name's cute. Well, yeah. Cute it fits my cute, cute little, little frame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's short and, and simple. Right, like me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I get a lot of feedback. It's like, you berate yourself too much. You do. Uh, you yeah. should stop with that. It's, like, it's not funny. You're the only one laughing. Words become... Things. Real and things yeah. and stuff, yeah. All right, well, <laughs> maybe next season because yeah, eventually I'm gonna have Jason carry on. It's oh no, no. yeah, there's no way that be... him and I are gonna get no, through an episode without hurting each other, <laughs> <laughs> creating some real emotional scars, you know. Yeah, but we'll giggle about it at least and pretend we're okay. 
Oh god, my face already hurts. So <laughs> after college, uh, you say you came back to Oswego. Yeah. And then and then what? No journalism. Uh, um, Is this when we started the job? <laughs> the job, yeah, the serving job that I would live at for like the next four yeah. years. But you served that uh, for a few different places, though, right? Oh, that quite a few. That one. was my jam. I loved like going to get a job. Well, this like before, like before college. I loved going to get a serving job and like working there for two weeks and being like, this fucking sucks. And then I would yeah. just like literally get a new one the same day. It was amazing. Yeah. But I feel like it's, were you, is that just serving or bartending at that point? At that point, early on in my life, it was just serving. I didn't bartend till like later. Yeah, because I feel like you for sure, if you have experience, you can just bounce like that. Kind and of, within yeah. two weeks, you're going to know, am I going to make money or not? Well, some restaurants are, like, vastly different where, yeah. like, their policies and procedures just suck ass yeah. or, like... And some they are worse, mm. like, because you're already making dog shit pay hourly because of, yes. of a weird system. Exactly. And then some places would be like, oh, also, your tips aren't your tips. Surprise. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. What? The, what? Or they're like, oh, you're going to tip out, you know, 40% every night. And you're like, yeah. whoa, dude. Um, so yeah, I had a couple of different serving jobs right after college. Then I started the one in downtown Oswego that I was at for four years. Believe it or not, the one that I got right out of college, um, I was able to make enough money. This is crazy. It still blows my mind to this day. I had, I didn't know shit about money back then, by the way. Yeah. I made enough money to buy my condo. Really? At that job, yeah. Wow. My parents helped me. I think they gave me a little bit for a down payment or something, but like, I, I mean, I paid the mortgage. It was all me. Yeah. You know? It was a very small mortgage. Yeah. It was the smallest amount of money I've ever paid to live in a place ever yeah. in my entire life. Which is insane. You yeah. still own that place, right? I just sold it. Literally, eh? I just sold it. I think you had it for a long time. I had it for, had it since 2008, so yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, and I, I sold it to a friend. Nice. Yeah. I didn't, like, I, I like, kind of put it on the market, and I was like, oh, let's see what happens. And then <laughs> she was kind of, like, trying to buy a place at the same time, and I was like, listen, I'll tell you what. Let's make this easy. If you give me my asking price, I'll, I'll sell it to you, and I won't make you go through all this nonsense that other people are going through. And Yeah. And it was great. Yeah, it's a, a nice place, actually, too. And you had done some uh, a couple of little remodeling things too that really yeah. really spiced it up nice it did spice <laughs> <laughs> well cause I've, I've seen it at its worst and i've seen oh, it at its best yeah there yes. was a time when there was like oh, six yeah. cats there and two Dude. rabbits and like it was disgusting yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you. you're not known for cleaning thank you i'm not and it was no. it smelled I'm too disgusting busy. i'm too busy i remember you'd go away i would, cause I would watch <clears> the place sometimes yeah and i'd be like ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing that with um, I didn't want everybody to know to... that you're gross. Maybe you could just edit that you part You didn't put out. any makeup on, <laughs> and your house stunk once. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were... Dude, we had four cats at one... No, was it four cats? Oh, my God. Yes, it was four cats at there one point. There was two rabbits and also. That was one oh, rabbit. Oh, it was one at that time, sure. One at that time. Still five animals. So four cats and a rabbit in, like, 700 square feet. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a lot. Right. That is a lot. Yeah. And it, it's not even that you're not a clean person by any means, but you're always busy. No, you're backtracking. Okay. I am. Okay. I'm Thank trying you. to help. 
<laughs> you know, I'm not the kind of person that believes like cleanliness is godliness type shit. Like I like I think my thing is I just have way more important things to do all of the time. And like yeah. low key, I really just want to get to a point in my life where I can hire someone to clean my house because yeah. I'm not good at it either. I feel the same exact way. I I don't <clears throat> like we have to decide what our time is worth and yeah. what we're willing to do. And some people find it therapeutic and I'm with you. Great. Awesome. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't want anything to do with it, it whatsoever. It pisses me off. I would rather pay somebody to do that. Yeah. And like then I don't even want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, Anthony and I, like, we both were kind of at the same, like, cleanliness level to where, like, his thing is the kitchen and my thing is the bathroom. Like, yeah. to me, if the bathroom's dirty, like, that's just, like, that's sure. gross because that's germs Plus and, mold like, grows really fast. mold and germs and, you know, all the other stuff. And his spot is the kitchen because he spends so much damn time in the kitchen so it's kind of like a perfect you know it's a perfect marriage <laughs> funny. Oh my God. Gross. Um, I know. <laughs> um but no so he keeps the kitchen clean and i keep the bathroom clean but then like it's funny because like neither one of us really like i think it's more of a system issue where we just like have piles of stuff yeah you know like Oh, like all my sunglasses and keys are like piled up underneath the TV, and right. it's like, it's kind of like like that's where they go. That's where they go. Well, it's kind of a result of like we live in a two bedroom condo, right. you know, like. Yeah. So, but no, we we like hosting, and so we try to keep the house cleaner than I think both of us would if we didn't know that people were coming over, you know. Which I think is fair. It's like when people come over, I'm like, oh shit. We gotta clean all the baseboards. Yeah. Like we gotta. Like, we cannot be these people. <laughs> like we need a toothbrush. I'm gonna get down on my hands and knees, scrub the grout in the bathroom. Like I get insane. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing actually that I have because I have this like weird insecure. Like I don't want people to think that my house is dirty. Yeah. Well, I think you, you care what people think about you, right? I do. Well, and that's so weird to me. I don't think it's that. I mean, I don't think it's unhealthy. Is because. Think about, as a server, what's your whole money based on? Likeability. Yeah. Oh, Same as a bartender. Oh, no. And realistically, that's, which is just sales, and that's your whole life. That is my whole life, unfortunately. So, like, it's like the, the high school girl who, who, like, tried to outcast herself becomes, <laughs> like, the girl who now is, like, striving so hard for popularity. It's kind of gross. I hate it. Uh, yeah, well, I think that I think that's an oversimplification. Is it? A hundred percent, because you're not striving for popularity. Yeah. You're in your business, and as a server and as a bartender, you're selling yourself. Yes. You're still the weird, so artistic it hurts outcast. <laughs> you, you just have to relate to normal people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's funny too, because like as a real estate agent, so many of them are like these like. Oh, like fake, like smarmy, gross, like you couldn't, you couldn't connect with them if you tried type of people. And I'm yeah. like, how the fuck are they so successful in their career? Because they, you know? keep it, they keep it surface. You can't keep it surface. I can't. I feel like it's like impossible for <laughs> yeah. me to do but that. Most people that are in your field would be chameleons. And it, I can that, do that a little. Yeah. But I feel like it's not your element. You can yeah. only be you. <laughs> well, and, like, that's part of the reason why I've decided, like, I'm not going to do the whole polished, professional, pantsuit, 
thing. Like, yeah. because I, because when I feel uncomfortable, because I will feel uncomfortable. And when I feel uncomfortable, right. it's very hard for me to like connect with people or be expressive or even like want to stay in the room. Right. Yeah. Like I have social anxiety. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that about me that like, well, cause you're incredibly outgoing. Which is so weird. Because those two things aren't mutually exclusive. You're right. Like you you're right. Both. They're not. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of weird, right? Because people want to peg you as, like, one thing or the other. And, I mean, I'm, like, most most of the time I would rather stay home. You know, I'm the yeah. one that now that's always, like, oh, we could just stay home. And Anthony's, like, dude, we, we have to go hang out with our friends. And I'm, like... Yeah. Mm, I don't you, like this half to. Yeah. I don't like. Mm, don't tell me what to do. I feel like even back in the day, like when you were going out, and like even at any any point of like during any partying phases, you took recharge time. Yeah. Like very similar to like Katie Leaser, uh, yes. what, what she would go through when she would go out, and then like, all right, I have to refill now. I'm a hundred percent closed off for the next couple of days. Basically, yeah. Yeah, because it's draining. It's draining. Well, and I mean the alcohol really helps that because. Yeah. It's a lot less. It's a lot less draining to socialize when you have alcohol running through your veins. I mean, and the whole social anxiety piece pretty much goes away yeah. after you have your first drink, and so it's easy. Did to you just... kind of always like uh, start drinking? Like, because I know there's there are different periods, right? Like, yeah. Sometimes you drink a little more. Sometimes you drink a little less. Was that did it hit harder when you were a bartender? Oh, definitely. Like, just because you're kind of oh, part yeah. of that scene. Yes. Usually, I know, what, oh, just from hanging out at the bar in our uh, at Howie's back in the day, like, we would help close down, and then we would go to another bar. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, dude. Dude, Um, I can say her name because she's no longer with us. Oh, dude, Heather. Oh, I miss her so much. Um, Heather, Heather worked in the industry too, right? Yeah. And so she would, like, come out to, you know, whatever bar I was at, and she would, like, you know, pregame basically, like, while I was closing up, and then she'd be yeah. like, all right, let's go to Chicago. We should always say Heather's name. She was amazing. She was fucking awesome. She was the first girl that was like, you can wear your chucks to the club. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? They're not going to let us in? She's like, they're going to let me in. Yeah. Because she, like, worked at this awesome place and like knew all these people like all these like door people in the city it was still she was so cool she didn't give a fuck and that's Uh, what i loved about her a bunch of uh during like there's two times it keeps happening usually during st patrick's day and like during halloween i have a bunch of facebook memories pop up from her and it's the i I love it and hate it (laughs) yeah because it's absolutely heart-wrenching but at the same time like i like to remember things yeah, actually, I almost lost my job on Halloween because of her one time. Really? Because we went to the city, and we were like, you know, she was kind of a little bit of a badge bunny. She liked the coppers, you yeah. know. And She uh, was a cop. She was a cop, yeah. she Yeah, she did become a cop. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we, like, met up with this, these, like, cop dudes and stayed out all night. Like, all night. Like, watched the sunrise kind of thing. And I was supposed to work that morning. <laughs> and I did not. Yeah, I'd rather have the memories. Yipes! Yeah. Um. Yeah, she was not a great influence, but she's a great person. Yeah, amazing. I I actually remember the day we lost her. I was you, or I called you, Mm. because I was at work. I was running my own store at the time, and I was like, oh, like just hates you in the chest. Just yeah. Oh, I hate it. I think I actually as soon as you said that that you called me, I was like, I think I remember being in my condo and you telling me, dude. Yeah, 
Way to derail the whole conversation. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> right. I'm kind of uh, all over the place right now. Well, it, it's it's tough because uh, at this point we've lost a lot of people and it, yeah. they all hurt yes. a lot. Like, and sometimes like because you know you forget. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's what sucks is you forget like oh it's been so long, mm-hmm. and then like you're like oh well this you know this one was just from this year and like oh it's just too much. It's, it's kind of crazy. Like I I often wonder like if other like friend groups or like communities have like lost this many people it seems like a lot I I, I don't know if it speaks to the size of the group yeah or if it's just that (laughs) we're just bad at being alive (laughs) (laughs) I can't be this serious this long okay (laughs) all right let's switch gears (laughs) and cut (laughs) yeah all right scene all right start over yeah so uh eventually after waitress waitress after serving waitress. for a while yeah. i hate i hate that word yeah. i don't like it yeah I, even in the middle of it i'm like Ugh. Ugh, i can't but believe i said that after serving for a while and then switching to bartending first i was gonna be way more money um yes so that job that i was at for four years i started bartending there initially like they trained me but I was a bartender and a manager at the same time. So you get really? like, yeah, it was kind of cool. Cause you, well, I mean, it was insane. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It was insane. But, <laughs> but you got a salary, which was like, it was a meager, it was pretty meager salary, sure. but then you also got tips on top of that. Yeah. Um, so like I was pretty comfortable. Um, and I would like, I got to travel and stuff. Um, but ultimately that really? Job, yeah. Why did you get to travel? Um, no, I mean, like, not for the job, just, like, I had money oh, to travel money to for the first for time. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I was, you I was know. Saying, how does a bartender travel the world? <laughs> and hmm. I was, I didn't, I did not travel the world. I mean, like, drove to Florida. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like travel with air quotes. You're right, yeah. Um, well, and I had, you know, I was dating someone at the time, and, you know, he was like, we should go to Florida, and we should go to New Orleans, That's and I was never, like. That one's a good idea. The other one's never a good idea. New Orleans was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. I've always wanted to go there. My dream is to like take a sleeper train there. Oh, I would yeah. love to travel the country by sleeper train. This is just something I think would be fun. Mm, yeah, we'll, we'll put a pin in that one <laughs> well, for a minute. Well, you're too bougie. It's not for you. <laughs> I said my dream. I didn't, okay, I was, fine, I'm not fine, taking fine, notes right now. Fine, fine, fine. I, I, mean, I appreciate you, but I'm not really taking notes. <laughs> you're not a big road trip guy, though, are you? I love road trips. You do? Actually, yeah. I did not know that about you. Because I barely do them, but yeah. I, like driving out to Colorado when I went and stayed with Jay and mm-hmm. Emily was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Until Jason. you get to Nebraska. And then <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, God. Well, I was stranded in Nebraska for a week. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, we're all trying to forget about that. <laughs> But like they, the nicest people. I just can't yeah. stand how slow things run. Outside. Like Chicago is a big place, and we're close enough here, where like there's a sense of urgency that is not anywhere else. I can totally fucking relate to that story because I I would travel down to like the south a lot um, yeah. for like highlanding and stuff, and every time that I would try to get a coffee in Tennessee, <laughs> it would be like a fucking twenty minute ordeal, yeah. and I like my head was about to explode and I'm like, like, and I realized, yeah, I realized it's because we, yeah, it's like pretty fast paced out here. It is. like It really is. It's this leftover from the big city. I presume it's the same in New York in the hour surrounding that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I presume LA is the same way. It's like, Uh, let's go. Maybe not LA because that's probably a little more like, I feel like the people there like, 
to smell their own farts a little more. Exactly. Where it's yeah. a little me, I'm important. LA is like not even on this planet. It <laughs> yeah, can't it's really be. Thing. Yeah, it's which I kind thing. of appreciate. Uh, I don't have much interest in going there though. <laughs> I surprisingly really liked it. I didn't really? think I was gonna like it at all, and I really, really enjoyed my time there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was that's, a shocker. Yeah, that's interesting. West Hollywood, but it's weird. So it's like, you yeah. Know, have you been to Oregon? I have, yeah. Um, I'd be curious to, I feel like that's a place that I would enjoy. Yeah. I have a friend that lives there now and hates it. What? She's been there for a couple of years now, and she just does, she's like, I don't, this place is terrible. Well, I can't really tell you much about the people, because I don't feel like I spent enough time there. I didn't yeah. really, like, really get to know that's anybody. That's what the issue is, that as she's gotten to know oh. the vibes. Like, in some people, that's the right kind of vibe, but she's, like, I was surprised she went in the first place. I'm like, I don't know how those vibes appeal to you in the first place. Yeah. I think I think what appeals to me about Oregon is just the nature and yeah. the, the landscape. And, like, we drove down the, like, Oregon coast into, like, Northern California. So incredible. Like, I would do that again and again and again. Just, like, watching kind of, like, the landscape change and ocean and the mountains and the rock form it like the trees yeah i'm nerding out hard on nature right now i mean i feel like that's true that's another reason why i think it'd be fun to travel by train yeah because you can see more stuff you can like yeah Yeah. and it's not as fast paced or stressful as like trying to drive with a destination in mind that's true driving can be a lot after a while yeah like it'd be cool if you're going with somebody it's cool Mm -hmm. like uh, kate bamrick it takes a lot of road trips yeah I'd love to just partner with her and just be a passenger as she t- travels the country. As she drives the whole time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't mind driving. Uh, like me, Jason, and Johnny Furry, went, one weekend we went out to Massachusetts. 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 Just to see Drew. Oh, yeah, Drew. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, it was an 18-hour drive. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then we literally lot. were there for like a day and a half, two days. Ugh. And then we're like, I guess we'll drive home. No. No, no, no. That's too much. <laughs> Nebraska too. We used to drive to Omaha. They have a beautiful zoo there. Like you're making a weird oh, face. Oh my God. Wow. A zoo. Wow. <laughs> God, you're an asshole. Oh, animals. I love it. <laughs> Let me tell you, I hate zoos actually. I fucking hate zoos too. But they have a ski lift that goes over like three exhibits at the Omaha Zoo. It's pretty cool. Listen, I'm only chill with zoos if it's like, this lion is here because he has a boo boo on his paw and he can't be (laughs) released. You know, like this eagle broke his wing. And that's the reason I hate zoos. Also, is like I don't do. I like when people go on safaris in Africa and get murdered. Yeah, (laughs) serves you right. Yeah. I agree, but... Wow, we really segued. I mean, I don't even know where like, we this are is, now. This is free-form conversation. <laughs> this is why nobody listens. <laughs> this is why my podcast isn't bringing yeah. in any revenue. Uh, this, this is just for me. I like the show. I feel like I'm the only asshole it's who's a, like... It's a circle jerk. Basically, <laughs> yeah, just myself patting me on the back for having friends. Oh, God. <laughs> Sometimes you got to remind yourself, you know, yeah. I don't... Hey, that's, you know, that's the way it goes. People but, uh... still like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until the episodes come out and they're like, I said stuff I wish I wouldn't have said. And I'm like, well, it's on the internet now. You told people that my house was gross, so... <laughs> yeah, your house was gross. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> This was <clears throat> this was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> it was also only one time. I said it was only one time. I 
do not think that your house stayed like that. I was that. going through a hard time. That's also true. I no, that was very true. Yeah. There were a few there are a few rough patches there. Yeah. Uh, when you started partying though, like in drinking, mm-hmm. did you ever have a moment or a worry of being like you did? Uh, or did it not even cross your mind? Like, because oh, hmm. I feel like it's not that you think about them a lot in general, but I'd be curious if you ever like. Because for me, I was yeah. always afraid. Like, I didn't drink till I was twenty six. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that's I was crazy. always like, there's a lot of alcoholism in the family, in the bigger family, uh, mm. extended family. And I was like, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. It took me a long time to realize that, like, oh, I can do this and not. And, and not be like that. Yeah. Um, I think, I think no, I didn't. I didn't really contemplate that at first. Um, but then, because I was never, I was never someone who was like, I'm going to drink every single night. Sure. I was someone who, you know, if I have a glass of wine, I'm drinking two bottles. Right. If I'm having one cocktail, I'm having six. Right. You know, so. I could stop for days at a time, yeah. weeks at a time, months at a time. But if you're going, it's to go hard. Yeah, yeah. I know that for I, I, I know for a hundred percent fact that there's at least been times when you're like, this is a problem. A hundred percent. But I didn't realize that like alcoholism doesn't look the same for everyone. Sure. You know. Yeah. And like you can they like, because I have gone to I have gone to meetings I've gone to AA and stuff and they yeah. talk about like the dry drunk uh-huh. and how like you can still be an alcoholic even they're not drinking alcohol you know you're still like utilizing these same terrible coping mechanisms and maybe that's with food or relationships or sex or you know a combination because like when you hear that i feel like you're turned off or defensive and then when they start explaining you're like god damn i know that does make sense that makes a lot of sense unfortunately (laughs) but yeah i didn't really think about that for a long time i think until i started to consider getting sober and then I, I think to, to this day now, I think about like a legacy, you know, like a family legacy mm-hmm. and like how I'd like to stop, you yeah. know, the, the, the history and the legacy of alcoholism that's run through my entire family. Yeah. I mean, dude, there was a time in my life where basically every single relative that was like a direct blood relative of me, I was like. They're, every single one of them is an alcoholic. Yeah. Every single, and in different ways. Sure. You know, we've got my my father who died from cirrhosis of the liver. I mean, mm. not a functioning alcoholic whatsoever. Yeah. But other various members of my family were incredibly successful people, good people, well-rounded human beings, kept their shit together, but they went hard yeah. all the time. I think that's a dangerous kind of area that... <clears throat> I know I fall into it. It's easy to fall into to be like, oh, well, they still go to work and they're still functioning. Oh, so it's not a problem. No, <laughs> no. And, you know, um, my mom has, you know, I will give her a lot of credit for doing her damnedest to try to kind of break the toxic cycles in our family. But she can only take it so far. Sure. You know, she, I mean... I don't know if you ever become fully healed or whatever, but she's had to overcome a lot of shit. And I think going way back to what we were talking about earlier, it's like just the fact that she was able to remove herself from that toxic situation with my father and remove me from that. She did so much for me, for my future. Sure. 
just by doing that. And she did so much by trying to empower me and embolden me like as a, you know, strong, independent woman or whatever. That, that her family didn't do for her when right. she was when she was younger because she was very much brought up kind of in this mindset of like oh you get married and you have kids like that's what you do yeah and she never you know pushed that on me very much the opposite so um, I think that's what yeah. kind of opens the door too to the path to self discovery mm-hmm. uh, and really like caring about your impact into the world and like being mindful of who you are as a person. And what you're bringing to your surroundings, right? Yeah. Which is, that's really kind of what we were talking about earlier about the path we've been on for the last, you know, 10, 10 or odd years. Yeah. I'll never forget Sharice uh, that I met at the Prana Yoga Center, who yeah. I absolutely adore. Yes. I haven't She's talked awesome. to in so long. It's, it's embarrassing how long I haven't talked to her. <laughs> I should reach out to her. Uh, but when I started all of that years ago, she was like, you're on a journey now, and this kind of a journey. Uh, heals your family like you're Mm. healing two generations back and three forward wow and I was like that's crazy that's crazy and like but that's also got a lot of weight to it because you're setting a whole new precedent and creating a whole new paradigm going forward yeah mine's wasted because I don't I'm not having a family beyond me but I've set examples for anybody within my little uh, scope of existence yeah I mean I could say the same for myself I'm not interested in having kids Um, I mean, that's a whole different topic, but like, you know, I don't know, even just like within my relationship with Anthony, I'm like, how the fuck am I so healthy? Yeah. Because this person that I was 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. I would have driven him into the ground. Right. Like I would have ruined his, his life, Yeah. you know, and in the way that I like react to conflict and the way that we talk about stuff, I'm like, I don't even know how I became this part. It's so weird. And so, yeah. I you think know, they, I apologize for coming up, but I feel like good. we've had a, and I could be misremembering and way off base, but I feel like even within that, there was a time early in your really current relationship where it was like, I, I can feel this happening. Mm. These bad habits I can, but it was different because I can feel them and I don't want to go that way. Yeah. And then it was able, now it becomes something where you can actually talk to your partner about yeah. and be like, how can we do this together? Because I, I know where I'm going to go mm-hmm. and I genuinely don't want to for the first time in my life. Yeah. And I want to go in a different direction. Well, yeah. And it's, it's wild instead of just like bottling all that stuff up and, you know, letting it turn into like unhealthy behavior. I'm able to go to him and say, Hey, listen, you know, I'm feeling this way about this or instead of like getting super pissed off that this girl was like trying to flirt with him on Instagram, I'm like, hey, um, who's this broad? Like, (laughs) you know, but I don't say it in like a, this is your problem kind of a way. I say it in like a, this is making me uncomfortable. What's the deal with this? Whereas the old, like long time ago, like, you know, back in your twenties, you would have lashed out. Totally. And then... And started to fight. look like the asshole. Yeah, and totally started to fight. <laughs> yeah. Been like, you're a piece of shit. Right. Because this girl did something. <laughs> right. That you have nothing to do with. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, that's that's growth, right? That's amazing. To, to be able to even look at that and, and identify it is huge. Yeah. I mean, even today, like, you know, we're driving back from the city and I was like, 
I was like, I think I'm just feeling overstimulated. And he's like, no, that checks out. That makes sense. That's a lot. Like you've been in the car driving yeah. in city in Chicago traffic. When did you guys get here? We got here last night. Yeah. So you, did you drive here or did you fly in and rent a car? No, so my mom came to pick us up at the airport and then she, okay. or then I drove back from the airport to here. Yeah. And then this morning we got up again and then right. drove back to Chicago and then. Guys are so stupid. You know, and now yeah. we're living in this like slump. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but it's that's funny. a lot. That is overstimulating. That's a lot. I was like. And you like to be in control. I do. <laughs> right. Like, I do. <laughs> and I was very much, today I was very much like, wow, I'm just like basically an overgrown toddler sometimes. <laughs> I need a passy in my blinky. I just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I don't know. I probably have like undiagnosed ADHD or something or uh, who knows. Probably. I mean. There's a lot of chat about that these days. A lot of those things are spectrums though, right? Like. Yeah. And you're somewhere on that spectrum I'm definitely i definitely have some sensory issues yeah uh, i do also mm. actually like i i've never thought about it because back in our day wasn't something that really came up unless mm. it was like extreme yeah but like uh, even still to this day like sometimes i'll just be at a place and be like i gotta leave right now yep. i have to get out of this area Mm-hmm. now and it's not it's nothing you're doing mm-hmm. but like i and i'm not mad at you and it's not like hey hurry up but i have to go outside yeah right now <laughs> unfortunately for me it's often when i go to the grocery store that that happens. really <laughs> i mean the grocery store is a big deal hate the grocery store there's a lot going on so there so much so many decisions have to be made and like you know the grocery store that we we live by now the one that we go to most often it's very narrow aisles. It's always packed. It's like it's a city grocery yeah. store. You I know? won't go to Aldi because I hate the way it's set up. Dude. It's so cheap, but I hate the way it's set up. Holy shit. We went to Meyer last night to yeah. get groceries. We were both just like, oh my God, <laughs> you can do cartwheels so it's like in a here small city. and not hit any. Like, what the hell is this place is massive. Yeah. Massive. I was like, I feel light as a feather. <laughs> and then we like go back to our grocery store in Denver and it's like, Get me out of here! Well, is, it, is it a local store or is it a chain? It's um, it's a chain. Oh my god, what is it? Oh, it's it's King Supers. Yeah. King Supers spelled S L O P R S. So stupid. That is stupid. But no, yeah, I totally have like sensory things. Like I, for a long time, I couldn't really like, not that I couldn't, but climbing in the gym was difficult for me because the feeling of chalk on my hands makes me want to peel my skin off hmm. and even to this day like even though i you know on a weekly basis yeah. like sometimes freaking four to five days a week i'm digging my hands into chalk again and again and again and again like even today when we were climbing the first thing that i do like once i get my shoes off is i run to the bathroom and wash my hands yeah. get this shit off of my i don't hands. like having stuff on my hands like, <laughs> i can't even like wear lotion i don't like the way it feels hmm. it's, i just don't like stuff on me I won't be able to sleep if my feet are too dry and I have to put too lotion. Too dry? Yeah. If I can feel the skin between my toes rubbing together in a dry manner, <laughs> I need to put lotion on. I will wake up at 3 a.m., yeah. no shit, and I will get out of the bed and I will go into the bathroom and get the lotion and put it on my feet. That's hilarious. It's weird. That is weird. It's weird. <laughs> but yeah, hey, whatever, dude. The things we discover about ourselves. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, they're endearing, I think. Thankfully, Anthony thinks so, too. Yeah. Hopefully that continues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. It's kind of... 
getting pretty serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it is getting pretty serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so after you kind of left bartending, mm-hmm. actually earlier too you said that you've maybe worked at a desk for like a year total in your life. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. What did you do when you worked at a desk? Oh, God. Okay, so the first one was I worked at a matchmaking company. What? Yes. No, wait. Like no a dating shit, thing? a dating service. Yes, what? yes. I had like a drawer full of human beings files, and I, I like was... they just said human beings. I have a drawer of human beings. I have a drawer of human lives. <laughs> um, and like we had like one woman who was like kind of our boss, and she was the matchmaker person, and she would. She would be the one who would decide on the matches. And yeah. supposedly there was like all this training behind it. An but algorithm I sincerely sort of don't think bullshit. that that was real. Yeah. But my job was as like, I forget what the title of the actual position was, but my job was to call these people and like, I'd be like, Tim, her name is Angela. She's, you know, 38. She's this, she's that. She's blah, blah, blah. She likes this. Can you meet her at? traversos in naperville at 8 p.m on saturday whatever was this this was was it after i think it was pretty much right after college i want to say so the point is the internet existed it did Uh, why it did but people do this but they wanted i think it's because some people it was like build for like busy professionals you know like i'm busy i don't have time to be scrolling apps and like meeting people who aren't going to be good matches for me but i think it was i guess it's also probably like since you're you're setting up a social situation as opposed to doom scrolling yes on a dating site yeah that makes sense so i don't know how well it worked yeah. Um, but I wasn't there for very long either. <laughs> um, it was also a very long drive for me. And then you to couldn't sit. just do that. Well, now I feel like you could do it from home. Now you could do it from home totally. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, a different time back then, that's man. True. Those were the struggles. It was so different. Well, yeah. oh, and that was, oh no, that was right after I left that one serving job before I went to the next one. That was when I didn't realize how stupid I was about money. I didn't yeah. realize how much money I was making at this, excuse me, at this one serving job. Yeah. It's quite different when you go to an actual paycheck. <laughs> you used had, to cash every day? Yeah, I was used to cash every day. I also would under-report my tips because we all did that. We right. all probably still do that if you're in the restaurant industry. Um yeah, and I didn't understand that like I was taking a gigantic pay cut to work at this place. Yeah. And I also did not know how to budget biweekly. <laughs> like I never had to learn how to do that and no one ever taught me how to do it. Yeah. So yeah, I got myself into a little bit of trouble. It's funny to think that you at this point owned your own place. Yep. Mm-hmm. Had a mortgage. But yep. at least by like the outside looking in were successful, quote unquote. <laughs> and you're like, Oh wait a minute, I'm only gonna get paid every two weeks? Uh, who's it gonna was pay bad. my bills? It was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. And so I went right back to serving after yeah. like working there for I don't even know. I don't even think I made it six months. Maybe three or four, something yeah. like that. That makes sense. That it sounds horrible anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you asked about after I left bartending, dude, that took a long time. It took a really long time because yeah. it's one, I enjoyed it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there was, like, good times and bad times for sure. But, like, um, 
too, like the money was just so good. Yeah. The money was so freaking good that it was hard to leave. Um, I went back to school again in the mix there somewhere um, <laughs> to get a master's in elementary education. Did you finish that? This is a sad story. A sad story. Oh, oh just kind of like for my dreams in life. <laughs> it's a sad. It's another sad story of like, oh, get my bachelor's in journalism. Economy crumbles. Yeah. Oh, you know, going for my master's in education. So I actually I did all the coursework for my master's in education, and um, I was like, yay, I'm gonna be a teacher finally because this is like actually what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. I that's what I wanted to do, but I went into journalism instead. Sure. And my mom told me not to become a teacher, which looking back, she was probably right. But, um, yeah, I did all that coursework. I went to AU and I was preparing everything for my final semester, which was student teaching. And I had like met the teacher. Um, we were going to be doing like a, a co-teaching model that was like kind of super new and cool because I was going to get to be a lot more active in the classroom. Um, and actually the girl, I, shit, I forgot her name. doesn't matter anyway, but I mean, if she went to high school with us and I met her and we were super psyched and, yeah. and then AU called me like a few weeks before I was about to start. And they were like, Oh, by the way, you're out of financial aid. Like we can't give you any more financial aid. And I was like, excuse me, what? Yeah. What's that about? I'm sorry. What did, yeah. why are you just telling me this now? <laughs> right. Number one, after, when I'm about to go into a full-time job of student teaching, basically, and I'm already stressed out about money because I couldn't, you know, work at the same level that I was working before. Sure. And so I was, like, at a crossroads. I was like, shit, I, I don't know how I'm going to come up with this money. And even if I do come up with the money for the classes, how am I going to survive day to day, right? Yeah. And so um, that's when... I got promoted at that certain job to like the bartender slash manager position. Uh, uh, And so it saved me from my financial troubles temporarily, but it was like, I'm not at the time. I think I thought that I was going to go back and finish, but I had some major realizations of like, I can't, I can't live under the bureaucracy of school boards and shit. Like me, I just totally smacked the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> like me, I'm like, I like, I don't even like getting up at a certain time and being somewhere at a certain time every day. Like, do I really think that I'm going to be successful in this at any level? Yeah. And so, yeah. I would love to see you deal with a kid talking back also. Oh God. I don't even, I don't. So, I mean, it's funny. I guess it's funny like how life forces your hand sometimes, right? Like. Yeah. There's so many times in my life where I've been like, I really want to do X, Y, and Z. And then something happens and I'm like, well, I can't do that anymore. Like the door slams shut and you're kind of like, well, what the hell, man? I worked so hard for this. But then ultimately it always works out and it usually works out for your betterment. Like, you know. I agree. It's all perspective also because there's, you know, there's a million quotes that can point you in whatever direction you want to go you yeah know? when one door closes another one opens blah, 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 blah. there's also the, yeah. but the same idea is like when one door closes op- open it that's how doors work <laughs> <laughs> like if that's what you want go just go open that fucking door right exactly like so it's whatever you want to tell yourself yeah. there's a quote for that <laughs> i mean if i really wanted to i could have saved my money 
and, you know, taken a few months off or gone super part-time at the restaurant again and gone back and finished that student teaching semester, but I don't know. I don't think you would have stayed with it anyway. I was done. No, I I had the realization and then I was done. And that's, that's kind of where I was like, shit, what am I going to do now? Yeah. What am I going to do with my life? I've already done so much school. (laughs) Like I've basically been like a professional student for the majority of my twenties. Yeah. And none of it has panned out for me. I'm like, should I just go be a stripper? Cause like. Did you really think about that? Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's I've like, really good money. I've almost joined the military and been a stripper like a bunch of times. Um, <laughs> I like but, that you just keep those in your back pocket. Like if things get too bad, I've at least got these. Not for nothing, that's a, a <laughs> level of control that's realistic. <laughs> I did not have the balls to be a stripper. Yeah. I couldn't. I mean. And probably like, better that you didn't have balls. <laughs> who knows, man? You know, I, different strokes for different folks. You know, you that's know? true. Don't Fair even, enough. Don't yeah. knock it until you tried it, you know? Also good advice. <laughs> But no, I mean, I totally would have been a stripper, dude. I love that shit. Like, see the underground nightlife vibes? Yeah. Give it to me. But no, I, I like, I could not take myself seriously. I was super uncoordinated. I hadn't done yoga yeah. yet. I didn't even, I didn't even know how to move my body through space without tripping or <laughs> falling or knocking into something. Yeah. Like, what? I'd say there's two issues I would see. One, your coordination is awful. Two, yes. I can't, you're not... I could never take you seriously. Like, I feel like you'd be on stage giggling. Yes. I'd be like, this is so stupid. And yes. <laughs> like, oh, look at my boobies. Oh. Yeah, and we're all like, I don't know if this is okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess we just handed money. This is girl, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely couldn't do the, like, schmarmy, like, schmoozing of guys, too. Like, hey, baby, do you want to yeah. pay my car payment and, like, buy me an apartment? Like, they do. They do, and they, yeah. they're so good at it. They're <laughs> so good at it. Yeah, they're so good at just handing over tons of money. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, yeah, so I don't know. But, okay, all right, let's get back on track. So, so two degrees, basically, with, like, nothing to show for it. So I was kind of disillusioned. My mom was the one that was like, you should become a realtor. Yeah. Like, it's easy. Was like, it that long just... ago? Yeah. Like, 2013 is when I got my real estate license. Yeah, so like 30, right mm-hmm. as we were approaching your 30s. So basically right before then was when I had all that stress in my life and started yoga. So I'm not yeah. sure. Where do, you, where do you want me to start here? Well, I know that that's kind of a pivoting point. Huge pivot point here, yeah. yeah. Because we were uh, on a very similar journey at, at that time. We didn't know it. We didn't. We didn't. And we ended up crossing paths. Parallel. In that, yeah. And then, yeah. Because we hung out a lot before that, like during mm-hmm. the, the second shit 20s. We, yeah. we were both there yeah. uh, being absurd. And then we kind of uh, went our separate ways for a while. We still always communicated at least some degree. But yeah. then we yeah. got really close again through yoga. Totally. We like grew uh, back together. Yeah. Because of it. And then I we think. and we've stayed uncomfortably close since. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to sit next to me on the couch. What are you talking about? That's You're because like, I'm we each have our sit own mic. Over here. And there's already enough bleed through oh, with yeah, as close yeah. as that. Also, if we were both sitting on the couch, we both had to look straight ahead. And I wouldn't be able to eye contact with you. And I feel yeah, like that's awkward, that would be awkward to both be staring forward being like, oh, tell me about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I blame the room. Yeah, that's the Airbnb. We're going to leave them a bad yeah. review. <laughs> <laughs> but so you started, uh, how did you end up 
was your first foray into yoga? Oh, God. Okay. Well, he who shall not be named um, <laughs> was a person that I was in a relationship with. Sure. That was not good. Um, I can't say it was not good overall. I guess I can't paint it with that brush because it did. Uh, well, good things can happen in bad situations. Yes. Just so yes, we're yes. clear. So he actually suggested that I try yoga because of You're like. You're very high strung. <laughs> uh, well, dude, I had anxiety. Yeah. I was like quick to anger. You know, my my job was really freaking stressing me out at the time. Um, So he's like, you should try yoga. And I was like, mm, I guess I'll try it. <laughs> and I think my first class was maybe at like the Oswego, um, whatchamacallit? The Oswego Land Park District. The Park District? Yeah. Uh, was Kristen doing them there yet? I think so. I think she taught one of my very first yoga classes, if yeah. not the first yoga class I ever went to. I went to one of those also. Yeah. Because Kristen's amazing. Yeah. I've been friends with her for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, she kind of kick-started. It was interesting because it was kind of like a kickstart. but then we all went on our own journey deeper into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. She... she is or was whatever i don't know if she's teaching anymore but she was a great instructor and i always enjoyed her classes yeah. so that was really amazing um that i got to have that experience and then there was a little yoga studio in yorkville called sansa samadhi that i started going to and um that was that was great too um i mean i didn't I also didn't really know much about like other styles of yoga at the time or anything. And yeah. it was mostly like power vinyasa, sure. but the routine of like the same flow over and over again was what I needed to just like I think that's bring like, everything into focus. When you get a focus. good sun salutation too, like it, you can just zone everything out. You know the movements. So there's nothing to think about. Yep. I like a lot of the different stuff like a Kundalini and like yeah. a hot forest yoga and stuff like that is yeah. fun. But it's, you have to be more uh, present. You can't just kind of zone out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, and I had never done any type of meditation. I had never really done any type of like, I don't think I'd ever really done any type of like physical practice of anything before. Like I wasn't consistently working out in the gym. I had never ran. I, you know, I yeah. didn't really play a whole lot of sports in high school or anything. Well, we are talking um, really about how we avoided gym as much as possible. Oh, God. So <laughs> terrible. Um, so, yeah, it was a really great intro for me into yoga. And, you know, my partner at the time, he started to get more into it, too. And then, then man, I, like, really grabbed on and ran. And I was going to, like, multiple classes a day at one point. Like, I would go to Sensa Samadhi in the morning and then, like, go to the park district later in the afternoon. I was buying all the books. I was watching all the videos. I started falling in love with Keno McGregor, you know, <laughs> doing like um, Ashtanga yoga, which like, you know, it's like a crazy gymnastic yeah, style. Ashtanga is wild. Ashtanga is wild. I always wanted to get to that level. Yeah. But I did a 180 instead. <laughs> <laughs> and it completely <laughs> fell off. <laughs> Um, yeah, I started practicing at home too and, and then, yeah, and then it became like a very social thing as well. Um, so jumped into that whole community and God from there, I could go in like a hundred different directions of like where just starting yoga has taken me. Yeah. Um, but after that I ended up doing uh, teacher trainings. I did a couple teacher trainings, worked at and taught at 
multiple different yoga studios around, you know, the way. And yeah, that eventually led me to, well, I actually was trained in aerial yoga first. Really? Yes. Yeah. I got, I got an aerial yoga teaching certificate first. Yeah. Then I did a 200 hour teacher training and then I did another 200 hour teacher training and then I learned how to teach like all the different formats of aerial yoga and aerial fitness. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like just looking at all my certificates the other day for some reason. And I was like, holy shit, I've actually done like a lot of education when it comes yeah. to yoga. Um, and I was helping teach um, the anatomy portion of one of the teacher trainings I was involved in at one point. And that was really fun. I really liked that. I turned it out on it a lot. Um, but... I mean, ultimately, yoga really saved my life because, oh, God, the self-awareness, it's like a blessing and a curse, right? But the self-awareness that it gave me, um, it, I mean, it just, it changed, I don't even know how to, like, put this into words. It just changed everything for me. It, yeah. it completely changed my trajectory in life and, like, how I treat myself and how I treat other people and like what I'm willing to accept, what I'm not willing to accept. Um, taught me boundaries in certain ways. It strengthened me in like physically and like men mentally and emotionally because there's something about it. Like when you practice difficult styles of yoga or you feel difficulty or dissonance within your practice, yeah. you have this like, holy shit, I did that. And holy shit, I can do this. And like, I can do other hard things. Yeah. And I think for the first time in my life, I, I was confronting hard things and like taking them on and being like, okay, like bring on the fucking challenge. Yeah. And that's like, I think when I like, before I was pretending to be a badass sure. as like a defense mechanism. <laughs> but I think yeah. like after years and years of yoga, I like actually became a badass where I'm like, no, fuck that. I can do this. I can yeah. do this. I can do this. I can climb mountains, I can hike, I can start businesses, I can get clients, you know, I can have healthy relationships, like I can do the hard things. Um, so yeah. That's the turning point too. Well, because that yeah. kind of coincides with like you were just talking about a conversation with your mother where she's like, you should become a real estate agent. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, that was really a shot in the dark. Yeah. That was really like, uh, I am in this job, I am managing and bartending at this restaurant, I do not want to do this at all anymore. Like I'm pretty much done doing this. Sadly, I kept doing some type of restaurant <laughs> work for many years, I think up until like 2017 or 2018 after that. Yeah. So I, I took two weeks off of work, went and got my real estate license in 2013. And I immediately started working for this company that did foreclosures. It was not a great, Sure. I mean, it was a good introduction to the yeah, business. Yeah, you gotta but start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere, but they didn't really teach you much about how to yeah. get your own business. And, and you also said you took two weeks off to get your license mm -hmm. because what goes into getting your license? Oh well, at this time they didn't have. They did have online self-paced programs, sure. but like I know myself, and yeah. I know that like that not, would not have worked well for me. So I went two weeks full time in a classroom yeah. in person. That's, I have to be in person to learn for the most part, unless it's yeah. a really easy class. Um, and yeah, so 
then I just continued serving and bartending on a part-time basis. Slowly building, learning and building mm -hmm. along the way. Mm -hmm. When did you sell your first house? Um, it didn't take long after I got my license, believe it or not, because the company I was working for, how it worked is they had relationships with banks ah. and they had all the foreclosure listings. Yeah. Cause back in 2013, if you remember, so 2018 right. was, or yeah. 20, 2008 was the big crash. Illinois got absolutely railed yeah, in the for crash a while. for a while. Yeah. Like home values kept dipping well past 2013. Whereas it's funny, if you look back at the data in Denver, it was like 2008 was like a little blip. And I think they <laughs> lost like 11%. And then it just was like, woo, way back up. And you're like, oh, that's not what happened in Illinois at no, all. Yeah. We got fucked. But it also coincides with uh, absurdly high taxes yes. in Illinois and the great migration of so many people leaving uh, that there's yeah. so many like just empty places which is the opposite of what happens in Colorado where everybody's going there yeah right <laughs> well yeah I think a lot of people you make a good point a lot of people just abandoned their homes because right. they lost their jobs and they couldn't yeah they couldn't sustain the mortgage payment anymore and so they just were like peace out you yeah. know bye I'm gonna go get a job somewhere else or whatever so, yeah, it, it didn't take long for me to sell my first house. I hated it, though. I absolutely <laughs> hated it, and I almost quit. Really? Because the very first house I sold that, like, breaks my heart to this guy, to, to this day, this guy just, like, sat his, his like, folding chair in the middle of the driveway, like, and then, like, didn't want to leave. And, like, the sheriff was there because the sheriff has to, like, do yeah. the walkout and everything. Yeah, that sucks. And I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I called my boss up. I was like, I don't think I can do this. I was, like, crying. Well, and that's not like, what you – you got into, like, as cliche as it is, you got in it to help people get into homes. Exactly. Not – Exactly. That's a sad reality that does exist. Yep. But I can't in good conscience be part of that. Exactly. Yeah. And she, she helped to put it into perspective for me. I mean, it didn't help you know, like my emotions around the situation, but she's like, listen, this guy has known for literally three years that sure. this was going to happen. Yeah. He has had all the time in the world to prepare for this. And at that time, that was absolutely true. I mean, yeah. the foreclosure process doesn't happen overnight. For sure. But you can still be empathetic. Like, mm -hmm. you know, especially when you've worked, you know, there's a good chance he's already paid 20 years on that house. Yeah. And like at this point, and then we're just like, oh, well, you know, Tough shit. I Goodbye. Know. Yeah, it was kind of ugly. Thankfully, most of the other homes I sold, people had already moved out. They'd yeah. abandoned them, whatever, whatever. I didn't have to kick anyone out of anything, um, usually. But Would that happen on your level as the realtor? Yeah. Like, you'd have squatters? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. We would, our very first visit to the property, we would have to determine whether it was occupied or unoccupied. That was, like, the very first step. And if it was occupied, there was a whole, you know, line of processes after that that yeah. we would have to do. I mean, one thing that we would do is we would offer what's, what was called cash for keys. Like yeah. if the property was occupied, we'd be like, listen, we'll give you 10 G's to give us to move out and give us the keys. You know, that's going to hire your truck. That's going to maybe get you your deposit on, yeah. you know, your new place or whatever. You know, so there it wasn't like. I mean, what happened was horrible, don't sure. get me wrong, but yeah. it wasn't like banks were out here just like kicking people out to the curb. Like people had years to figure it out. Yeah. They had cash offers on the table. You know, there's also a mortgage modification option. You yeah. know, there's, there was a lot 
that they actually tried to do to prevent this from happening because sure. the banks lost their asses too. Well, yeah, that's true. And I mean, not that I give a shit about banks losing their asses, but <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. But like, still, it's all part of the system. And, and the one, system sucks. But a, <laughs> right, but it's, you're talking about 15 different cogs, and when one cog breaks, yeah. the whole machine shuts down. Yeah, yeah. So I did, I did that for a few years, um, you know, and I, I didn't really see a whole lot of financial benefit out of it because the hours that I was putting in and the time driving that I was putting in, because like yeah. at any given time I would have between, I don't know, like five to 10 listings, which right. due to, they were traditional listings, sure. holy shit, like that, yeah. like you're a very successful real estate agent. But those are like these foreclosure agent. feeds that you're getting. Yeah. Also, because I feel like, is it inaccurate to think that stereotypically, a real estate, a realtor's contract is usually like 3% on the low end, or is it as low as one and a half? It's completely negotiable. Okay. So, Depends on... you know, we, we as individual real estate agents kind of set our own rate. Yeah. Um, but here's the deal with the foreclosures, the, the brokerage would charge you you know, your regular brokerage split. So I was brand new. So it's 50%. But the bank is also charging you a 30% referral fee. So you're getting like peanuts. Wow. So you're losing 50% and another 30 on top of that. Yes. So, so I wasn't making. Also already on basically a short sale. Most, most of the homes that I sold were like under $200,000. Some of them were as low as like 80,000. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, so, so even that is yeah. like realistically a two-week check. Yeah, and you're putting in so many extra hours because yeah. you have to go visit these properties on a weekly basis to make sure that there are no squatters <laughs> right. or like raccoons or like whatever. <laughs> yeah. I went out to this property one time that was out in the middle of freaking nowhere, and I show up, and there had been a blizzard, and the front door of this place is wide open, oh, and there's man. just no shit. There's like four feet of snow in the living room, and wow. I was like... Oh my God, uh, I can't do that. <laughs> like, it, I don't get in trouble or anything, but it yeah. was just like, I also just didn't want to go in the house. Like, the doors just did it because they would make you, I was supposed to go into the house, go down into the basement and take a picture of the furnace in the hot water heater and like check in with like, did anybody steal copper pipes? Like things like that. Yeah, that's crazy. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's why. I'm not doing that, so. Yeah, so it, it took, man, it took a while for me to like really get my footing as a real estate agent. Yeah. And it wasn't until I met, I feel like I can say his name because he's he was my boss and yeah. everything. I was like, you shifted companies here. I did. I moved companies. I went yeah. to Brummel Properties. Yeah, I just drove past them to get here. Yeah, right? Yeah. Freaking awesome. <laughs> Anthony Brummel. Everyone loves him. He's fantastic. I love him so much. Yeah. He was actually like, I think I ran into him. I was leaving a showing as he was getting to the house. And he was like, Amy Langus. <laughs> he was probably like, he's probably like, this bitch. I was such an asshole to him in junior high. He was an asshole back to me. But either way, yeah. we love each other now. And he was like, you should come work for me. And I was like, mm, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think it took me like six months to a year. And I was like, yeah, I'll join your brokerage. And I don't even remember what year that was. But I, he like sat me down in his office and I was like, listen, I just want to teach yoga. 
um, and travel. <laughs> so like, I'm not going to be your top producer. You know, right. I'm not going to like do anything for your company. And he was like, okay, whatever. You can do whatever you want, Amy. And then like two or three years later, I was like winning sales awards <laughs> and like, and he's like, oh yeah, you're not going to be a top producer, huh? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, once I finally committed to it, I ran with it, yeah. you know, and it took a lot. It took that confidence being built. It took traveling. It took, you know, getting out of relationships for me, I think, to finally have the confidence to really go for it. And one of the things that one of the quotes that has like immensely changed my life is if you want to take the island, you have to burn the boats. It's so funny that you said that because it's been my mantra a, a lot more recently even uh, where like every morning I'm like, burn the ships. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a hundred percent. You have to give yourself no option but success. Yeah. And if you want it, you take it. Ugh. If you want to take the island, burn the ships. And it's funny <laughs> because I was still in a restaurant I was in a I was in different restaurants but I was still in a restaurant and I want to say it was like 2017 when I first heard that quote yeah and it finally like god it just hit me in the gut man it just was like Amy you have been playing it safe for so long you have been working in these shitty restaurants and you hate them because at that point I was like this isn't fun anymore I fucking hate this You know, I'm trying to get sober or I'm trying to stay sober. And there's just like all this like toxic drinking culture all around me. Do you feel like, like <sighs> not in a dick way, but did you feel like you were getting older also? And like, yeah. they're staying the same age. They're still 21 to 25 year olds. Yeah, absolutely. As you're approaching 30 plus. Even even some of my 30 year old friends were like the worst alcoholics I'd, yeah. ever, I'd ever met. And I'm like, and I'm looking at them and I'm like, I can see... I can see the alcoholism on you. You yeah. look like you're 40, 50 because you're sick. Right. You know? And I don't even know how you still have a job. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I was like, I got to get out of here. So I finally made a plan and I sat down and I, I think I gave myself, I gave myself like three or four months, which was a super short timeline. Yeah. I'm like, I need to make X amount of dollars to feel safe. And then that's it. I'm just going to rip the band-aid off and I did yeah and I haven't gone back have I gone back I haven't gone back since no 2017 I think was the last time I worked in a restaurant yeah that's awesome because I feel like you've ripped a lot of band-aids mm. <laughs> that would have been like the first big one can you tell me which band-aid I need to rip now though because <laughs> we'll I'm at a weird I'm at a weird spot in my life right now uh it, you know not for nothing uh, in I'm sure there's many variables, but there's a good chance that it's content and you are uncomfortable with that. I'm very, I'm very Because it's, all, it's always on to the next thing, right? Like, well, yeah. And you've had your back up. When you have the burn the ships mentality, it's because your back's against the wall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now that it's like you've, you're sowing the seeds of the success you've planted for the last 10 years, and it feels probably boring, to be honest. Well, I... I'm not going to say I'm bored, but yeah, there's, I think it's a feeling of I've done so much and, and honestly, before 2020, I was burnt out. Like I was yeah. burnt out, dude. I was not okay. Well, cause we were just at 2017. Yeah. Just filling these cuts. Cause there's yeah, a, yeah. a few pivotal things that happened there you're too. You're right. You're right. Because you, you start killing it at Bromo. Yeah. And yeah. I know a ton of us got with you to buy yeah, houses. Yeah, you did twice. <laughs> Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Paying your salary. Damn right. 
He's yeah. fit for my portillos. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, I bought and sold my house, and you did my you did. sister's house yeah. as well. So, and, and I know a ton of other people. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually you built a sales team. I did, yeah. But then at some point you leave Illinois, uh-huh. and you basically still run the team remotely from Colorado. That was such a weird time. Such a weird time, but like, how gangster is that? To be like, because you're still getting checks. Yeah. Because the team's still over here killing it, mm-hmm. and there's good people on the team. Mm-hmm. And then eventually from there, I think the burnout happens first. It did, yes. Where it was like, all right, yeah. uh, because you hadn't even started your yoga studios yet. No. Once the burnout hit. No. Because the burnout hit hard. I remember talking to you because we talked a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, we always stay on the phone. For Gannon. hours. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, because we don't talk daily, but then when we talk, it's like, uh, do you have an hour to Gates, let's go. <laughs> yeah, which I, I do love. But so what do you think causes the burnout then? I was not taking care of myself. Yeah. Um, but in a different way. Sure. Right? Remember how I was like, you can be a dry alcoholic? Yeah. I was a dry alcoholic. Do you know what I replaced alcohol with? Well, men. Um, that's always been a thing. <laughs> mm, sorry. Sorry to those of you that are listening. Um, <laughs> I know the error of my ways now. Um, but yes, men and dating and yeah. um, coffee. And yeah. so I would just be like... Coffee? Adrenal fatigue, dude. Yeah. All day, every day, just like chugging espressos. And Anthony Brummel does it. So I'm like, oh, yeah. this is normal, right? Yeah. This Do is you what... consider yourself a serial dater also? At oh, least absolutely. By, at, at that time, like back in the day, too. Absolutely. Because yeah. I feel like there's a time, too, especially like when we talked about the 20s and stuff before we started the newer journey where nobody can get too close. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I mean, yeah, I um, definitely sought acceptance in men yeah. for a very long time. I mean, I can't, and I, actually, I can't say but that is, I is still that don't a, now. Is that a self-fulfilling prophecy in the, in the effect <laughs> that you seek approval in men? Which makes sense. Uh, we, we talked already about you, your dad wasn't there and whatever. Luckily, you yeah. had really good... You did have awesome, positive men in your life. I did. That we kind of super glazed over. We did, yeah. Uh, maybe we'll circle back to that in a minute. But, <laughs> but at the same time, like... But then when you get that approval, they start trying to get a little closer, too. Oh, and I'm like, ew, that's and it's gross. like, oh... I don't like yeah. it. Oh, wait, I, you like, need me now? I don't... <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no I Even don't when like we that. first started hanging out way back in the day, uh, after high school... We, we we hit a point too where it was like all right you're getting you're learning too much about me. You hung out at my house a lot. I did yeah I stay on the couch a lot, and I'm I snore <laughs> Which very I loud. I love I love the couch. I love hanging out on the couch. Yeah, well we should have switched then. You stay on the couch. Actually, I had to stay on the couch because the AC was right there and it was always hotter oh, than that. It was so nice. <laughs> it was so nice. So nice. But uh, go back to the coffee addiction. <laughs> Yeah, no. Well, to like keep the kind of the pace that I was going, because like 2018 and 2019 were thing were when things really started ramping up in my career, and I was how still... nice for you. 2018 was the worst year of my life. <laughs> sorry, it's not your fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say it wasn't going great sure. personally because yeah. I was still making some missteps. <laughs> um, but no, it, like things were starting to really ramp up, and so I had to very quickly figure out like. Um, boundaries and, you know, um, time management and, like, all of these other yeah. things that I didn't really, like, understand within my career. A lot of that stuff you've 
purposely avoided. Oh, of course. <laughs> and lived a life where you didn't really have to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I would, you know, sometimes stay up until midnight, two o'clock in the morning, working, drinking coffee, eating, whatever. Um, and it was a lot. <laughs> and so I, I don't think I was like working out. I wasn't really taking great care of myself. I was kind of eating shitty. I think I was still, I want to say I was still struggling with sobriety at that time. Actually, I got, I got sober 2018 yeah. 2019 19, 20. yes I got yeah I got sober in 2018 um but then yeah but then it like immediately switched over to like men and coffee and shopping yeah, and like avoid, right? yeah and yeah. I'm like oh I'm like I'm seeing clients so often now so I need to go shopping like every week and buy new stuff and yeah. You know, um, so that was going on at the same time. You can write time. it all off. <laughs> no, no, you can't. No, you cannot. <laughs> we don't get to write off nearly what people think we get to write really? off. That's yeah, a shame. It really is. Yeah, and you have to have a really good accountant too. And I don't think I do. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so during that time, as I was kind of like beginning to burn out, like 2019 um, really was when it really ramped up. I started thinking about the future and I was like, I don't think I can do this for the rest of my life. And yeah. It's funny. Cause like in my, at my company now we talk about burnout all the time yeah. and how to keep yourself sane. But we didn't talk about that. Like we didn't talk about that shit. We're just like, sure. we're hustling. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Um, and I liked it. Don't get me yeah. wrong at the time. I loved it. Um, but then I was like, okay, I need to come up with a plan for my future. And I still very much loved yoga. You know, I still, um, really liked aerial, like in general, like I was doing like aerial circus classes and stuff and that was really fun. And that was kind of my outlet, um, aside from all the other addictions that I had. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what, a great way to invest all this money that I'm making right now is to put it into this aerial fitness franchise. Yeah. Um, and I had a business partner, um, one of my friends that I know from like the slack landing community. Um, I sent him all the paperwork and it was so funny. He tore through it in like 24 hours, like all this like legal jargon and like shit that's way over my head. Um, and he's like, how do I get involved? And I was like, oh yes. I was like, I need some more money. (laughs) (laughs) And so we started plans to open an aerial fitness studio in downtown Naperville. Was that the first one? That was the first one. Oh, that's right. Because you were going to the one in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. So I visited the studio in Denver in late 2019, and this is like the part that gives me chills a little bit. <laughs> I was going to like an owner's conference, because I technically was an owner at that time, because sure. we had already put Your in... Your studio is being built, though, in April. Yes. It's kind of it's kind of in progress. Sure. Um, we had already put in the investment, so I was there for the owner's conference, and it was funny, because just like a couple weeks prior to that, I had just met Anthony in yeah. Utah not interested at all in him at I, say, I remember I remember when you met him it was a different circumstance yeah that that circled back later <laughs> yeah I had like I didn't even get his number I yeah. didn't know his last name we weren't connected on socials nothing I had, had zero interest but then I went to this owner's conference in the Denver studio and I sat in the window and I looked out at like the view of the mountains and I was like I could totally do this. Like, yeah. I could totally run this studio. I could live here. And it's this would a really be beautiful. Good spot too. Yeah. I drove by that when I was there. Yeah. 
And six months later, less I think less than six months later, I was the owner of that yeah. studio. So you're building your one in Naperville. Yeah. And whilst building that, yes. you become the new owner of the one in Denver. Yes, because COVID hit in March and the entire city of Denver yeah. shut down. Sure. Like everything closed down. I mean, similar to how it did here. Yeah. And the owner at the time, God bless, bless her heart, dude. I feel so bad for her. She was like, cool, I literally just took over a couple of months ago and now they're forcing me to shut down. And she, I mean, she had no idea what to do, like what was gonna happen, no one no one did, yeah. right? And so she washed her hands of it and she was like, I'm out, this is too much risk for me. I don't, I don't blame her at all. Right. And then corporate, um, I was on one of the corporate calls and they were like, oh, by the way, Denver's gonna be shutting. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, mm -mm. I was like, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Like raise my hand. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, and I talked to my business partner about it. And I was like, you know, listen, this is kind of what I want to do, but I want your blessing. And I talked to my mom and I was like, I want your blessing. And they both were like, you should fucking go for it. Yeah. And so, I so then you ran two studios. Because I got to think that the one in, in and correct me if I'm wrong, the one in Naperville started from nothing. Yes. And you had to build yes. the building or tweak the building to that yeah and franchise buying whatever whatever that would look like exactly but you probably didn't have the same deal with the denver one since you uh volunteered to take it over yeah did they waive the franchise fee or at least like give you a steep discount? well i don't know how much i can chat about the sure. specifics of all of that but essentially i did like a one-time buy-in yeah um you know, at whatever their franchise fee is. And right. they, I mean, they handed, they handed me Denver. Yeah. They gave it, they gave it to me. Yeah. So. Which is awesome. Yeah. But I'm glad they did that because I learned so much by taking over an already existing studio that right. I think helped with Naperville. That makes sense. You know, yeah. not saying that things went great with Naperville, but I knew a little bit more. Yeah. Well, not for nothing, Naperville is a saturated market in general, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like, you're trying to, I feel like it's an, a different style that I feel like in Colorado, they look for that, whereas yes. in Naperville, it's a different demographic. It's so niche, and you're so correct in saying everything that you're saying. There are certain markets that aerial fitness does really, really, really well in. Yeah. And there are certain markets that it just flops in, right. you know, and you have to really do your due diligence and research and figure it out. And I, I can't, actually, I can't even, I'm going to backpedal a little because I can't even say that Naperville flopped necessarily. Yeah. I mean, it opened, it, it took us a long time to get it open. It opened in 2021. Yeah. Um, and I just sold both the Naperville and Denver studio, um, one in July of this year and the next in August. But I don't think I gave Naperville enough time to flourish. And the fact that I wasn't there. Right. Really fucking bungled the whole well, thing. Well, I think that that's the other incredible thing is you're still running the sales team in illinois yes you're running the denver studio you're running the naperville studio yeah so two big things in illinois from denver yeah uh, you did travel a lot back and forth as you could in 2020 i was here like every two weeks i think yeah which is expensive <laughs> plane tickets were so cheap oh i guess that's then. true yeah back at that time yeah, was I was like, I could do this forever. And then I like started watching the prices creep and creep and creep. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, just kidding, guys. I'll be out next yeah. month. Um, so realistically, you had them for, you know, two, three years. Mm -hmm. And then you just sold them this year. Yeah. Which is awesome. Like, yeah, I'm a big fan of like trying everything. 
I tried, you know, and I think I, I think my, my, my biggest weakness, I guess if this were a job interview and you're like, what's your biggest <laughs> weakness? I would say blind optimism. Yeah. Where I'm like, there's no way this could go bad. Like, there's no way that I can't be successful at this. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can fucking do that. That, yeah, sure, that looks easy. And I thought this whole time that I was going to still have this, like, booming real estate empire, sure. you know, run the team from afar. You know, we were pretty damn consistent with what we were doing, and we were a well-oiled machine for a while, me yeah. and the girls. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I can run these studios too. No problem. Easy. Easy peasy. It was not. Each studio on its own was very much a full-time job. Right. And I didn't realize that. That's what I'm thinking. That this is another piece of those uh, boundaries of yeah. just being like, yeah, just throw it on. I'll do it. Well, I'll and I, that out. was me. I like I, I like read that book, The Year of Yes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, this is a great fucking I'll just say yes to everything. I can just do everything. And then like the year after, I was like, this is my year of no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those probably usually go together. Yeah. But I, I still think, I mean, success is relative, right? Yeah. It's, it's going to look different for you because I would still consider them both a success, uh, two successful businesses plus uh, the empire, the real estate empire from Illinois. But that shifted too because then you were like, because there was still some chatter at the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. of like, am I going to stay here? Am I going to go back That's here? That's right. Like, yeah. And, we'll and then I think you kind of nipped that in the butt and you're like, you know what? I'm going to get my real estate license in Denver exactly. or in Colorado. The problem was for a while there, I very much had one foot in Colorado and yeah. one foot in Illinois. Right. Cause I still had just kind of like probably why it went the way it did. Yeah. Right? Because you can't hundred percent. You're 50, 50. Yeah. The whole time. And I mean, Yeah, I still had the team. I still had the studio. I mean, Naperville at first was very much my baby because I, like you said, I like built it from a vanilla box. You know, I put every last dollar that I had into it. I put my heart and soul into it, Um, you know, and it wasn't until I met like my now managing broker at 8Z um, and chatted with her a lot. um, And she's like, listen, you need to commit to Colorado if you're going to make this work. Right. And I was like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. And so, yeah, I mean, 2022 was a really hard year for me yeah. mentally. It was really hard because she was right, right. and I was fighting it. Yeah. But that's when it started changing where it's like, all right, I still want everything. Yeah. But I'm trying to streamline one. <laughs> yeah. I was like treading water. Like I was totally treading water. I was like, and then my relationship with Anthony was suffering because of it. And yeah. like, he was like, you don't want to do stuff anymore. Like you don't want to climb. And I'm like, cause I'm fucking buzzing with anxiety and stress. Yeah. It's very hard to climb and do like scary, challenging things when you are just full of anxiety all right. the time. Yeah. And so... You know, our relationship was kind of rocky at that time. And, you know, um, my mental health, dude, was a mess. But because of that, I have learned so many things about how to keep myself regulated, the foods I need to eat, the supplements I need to take, the activities that I need to partake in. And, like, I would say 2023 has definitely been the year of, like, me getting my mental health right. And, like, I I feel good most of the time. It's kind of crazy, you know? (laughs) 
does it sometimes still feel foreign where you're like, this, yes. everything just feels right. Yeah. And I don't think it's comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's also scary sometimes when I'm like, oh, I haven't done the things that I need to do. And then I can feel like if I drink too much coffee yeah. or whatever, like I'll feel the anxiety start to creep up and I'm like, no, 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 nope. I don't want this. I don't like it. We got to do something to make it go away. Yeah. But now I know how to make it go away. Which is smart. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, let's circle back and talk about uh, positive back. male role, role models when you were younger. Um, you have a tattoo on your arm. I do. <laughs> That's always been funny because we used to hang out all the time. Yeah. And it's literally Timmy. It says Timmy, yeah. <laughs> so people would be like, dude, tattoo, we drew your name. Like, no, it doesn't have anything to do with me. That would be weird. That would be so weird. Who is Timmy? He's my uncle. He was my uncle. Um, he passed away when he was like 43, I think. So that's fucking wow. weird to think about. Yeah, that right? is crazy. Because that was a long we're time like ago. Almost that age. Right. And that happened so long ago. Yeah. I was 15 when he passed away. He had cancer. Oh, that's he lived a pretty crazy life, to be fair. It was like a tattoo artist, biker dude, but like the nicest. He had my name tattooed on his arm. So I wanted to get his uh, name tattooed on my arm. That's awesome. And, um... Oh, and so you were 15 when he passed away, you said. So exactly. So you never got to... Exactly. ...know how... That that was awesome. Yeah. That sucks. I mean, I always wanted him to do my first tattoo, but... Yeah. But that wasn't a possibility. But, I mean, he was amazing. I mean... He was an artist and a traveler and like a comedian and he was a Leo, you know, and I'm Sagittarius. So we yeah. we just vibed in general. But like he, you know how Leos love so deeply and he loved That's me true. so deeply and yeah. I loved him so deeply. Um, Is that your mom's brother? Yeah. Yeah. And they were best friends too. Because yeah. um, whenever, I, you know, we've talked about him before uh, over our lifetime of friendship. And I, and I love hearing about him because it always feels like a lot of your personality is based on him. I think so. And Very I, much I, rebellious cool. and yeah, like, yeah. you know, not afraid to be a little bit weird or <laughs> yeah. offbeat or whatever. And yeah, yeah, I think that's also part of the reason that I like always go for like the bad boy archetype, you know, like. Well, because you're presuming it's going to be the guy with the heart of gold, right? Yes. This outer layer that's like, oh, he's actually a good dude. Yes. Like. I feel, if you look at me, I feel like I project something that I'm not actually am. Uh-huh. And then when uh-huh. you talk to me, you're like, oh, this guy is a sweetheart. Yeah. But that's not what reality is out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, no, it was, I was very luck- lucky to grow up with him in the household. And, you know, he wasn't perfect. Like I said, every single person in my family was an alcoholic. You know, sure. so they're like, I have some, like, not so great memories, too, of him, like, you know, breaking promises and things. Yeah. And, like, but ultimately, you know... I'll say that last thing about my childhood is that, like, I I was just so loved as a child. And I think that that goes a really, really long way. Yeah. You know, so. But, yeah, Timmy was amazing. (laughs) That's very good. What, uh, you kind of just talked about how, you know, you have this, there's this idea of contentment kind of floating around and, like, you've done so many things. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, so many incredible things. Now we're at the inevitable (laughs) point where we always come. What do you think is next? That is a fantastic question. I don't know the answer to that. I'm kind of freaking out about a little yeah. bit because... It, I mean, it's okay to just one day at a time it and be like, <laughs> maybe enjoy what you've built. <laughs> well, I mean, 
It was it was an interesting summer because Anthony and I got engaged in July. We, yeah, we went, didn't talk about that. We so didn't talk. I mean, we, that would be like a whole other episode. We brushed across about how you met, but it wasn't for, it was a couple of years, I think, wasn't it? Uh, it was a few months. It was, a month? okay. it was almost a year to the day, almost a year, just a shot. Yeah, it was 11 months okay. to the day that I met him that we started hanging out again. Yeah. So random. So fucking random. random. Um, but yeah, so we got engaged in July of this year and then like almost immediately we went on a two and a half week road trip. But while during that time, so the one studio sold in July, July 1st, the second studio sold in August on August 1st while we were actually on this road trip. And I got back and I was like, what now? What now what do I do? I'm like, and for like a week I just kind of sat on the couch and I was like, um, Shit. I had like one one real estate client at the time. They were already under contract. Everything was going pretty smooth. Yeah. Um. So I just kind of was just like, um. <laughs> so I mean, what I'm what I'm focused on now is really like him and I really want to buy a house. We really want yeah. to buy a house. Um. You know, but that's a very hard thing to do in the state of Colorado for yeah. a lot of people. I see. Well, the listing you post. Uh, I know Catlin's out there now too. The listing she posts, I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's yeah. wild out there. Yeah, it's wild. Um, so we might, you know, we were hoping to buy um, like early 2024, but you know, interest rates have gone up a little bit, and that definitely affects affordability. And sure. but do you think it's one of those things where like they're they're just gonna keep going up? They're either gonna stay like this for at least a little bit longer. Um, and then supposedly they're saying that they're going to go down, but it's like, dude, who, what are any of these predictions really based on? Yeah. And like, I think it's all controlled secretly. Well, not secretly. Well, yeah. I think it's all controlled. No, it's very much controlled. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so supposedly unemployment is up, which is a good thing because the government's crazy and how it works. So all of these economic factors are, you know, saying that inflation is coming under control now, yeah. which essentially means that, you know, the Fed rate will go down, which then would impact mortgage rates and that mortgage rates would supposedly go down. But I don't tell people to presume they're going to go down. Well, I sure. tell people to presume that they're going to either stay, stay where they the are or go yeah. up because you don't want to, you know, lock in a mortgage rate and then and be like, oh, I can afford this, you know, for like a year, but then I can't afford it after that. Like, right, because it's going to, whatever your first year is like, it's going to go up and then follow every year from there on forward. Well, well, no, your mortgage, your mortgage rate would be locked in and it would right, stay the but same. You, but, but your monthly payment is going to go but up. But your monthly payment would well, go up taxes and stuff with the taxes. Thankfully, taxes in Colorado but aren't crazy. Do you think like, that, like what we talked about earlier too about uh, the difference in the markets here versus there oh god yeah. do you think that colorado is a little more untouched by those things because people are flocking there yes so the property is holding value regardless because there's a demand for it right the demand in colorado is a lot stronger than the demand in illinois yeah so that's going to kind of keep those values high yeah uh i guess the so it doesn't really matter what the rates are doing because the property is valued high so last year the Denver Metro in October. And when I say Denver Metro, I mean city of Denver and the major suburbs all around it. Sure. Um, last October, the median sales price of homes was 600000 Yeah. Or sorry, was 606000 Okay. 
This October, the median sales price of homes was six hundred thousand. So it's gone down by six thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was curious about versus Illinois because it's it's such a more in demand yeah. area. It yeah. can't. It's not like it's going to fluctuate here much more. It's gonna. I think it's going to fluctuate in Illinois much more. And Illinois just. Illinois, like back in 08, got hit so fucking hard. Yeah. One of the reasons being that Kendall County was the fastest growing county in the entire state right. of Illinois yeah. back then. Is there more programs here also? What do you mean? As pro- far like, as like getting any kind of assistance or kickbacks? Or is there a lot of stuff like that in Colorado? There's also? a lot of stuff like that in Colorado so that's probably too. Every, so every Illinois state has, has their own thing. a program called like Ida, and yeah. Colorado has a program called Chaffa. Um, but as far as I understand, but yeah, I mean, so there's there's down payment programs and stuff too in Colorado, and it, it is kind of funny because you can buy a condo in Denver for under three hundred thousand dollars, but nobody wants yeah. to see that because they're like, oh, it's not my dream home. Yeah. But there are ways. I mean. You could do exactly what I did when I was, right. you know, 23, 24 years old. I would gladly old. take a condo in Denver if it was $100,000. It would wow. look like this B&B. <laughs> I mean, they do exist, but you yeah, just have do. to be willing to, you know, live in certain neighborhoods sure. and deal with very little square footage. Yeah. And like, but it's funny because, you know, people, I mean, and I'm the same way. I don't want to live in a condo again. I'm done living in condos. I want a single family home with a garage and a yard and da da da, whatever, really? whatever. How come? Goddamn right. Like, what's the appeal? Um. Well, one, we really want to be able to host people, and yeah. we especially want to be able to host people like overnight. Like, we want to be able to have you know friends come in from out of town and stay in our guest room and yeah. have big like dinner parties. I mean, you have and... a guest room right now. Oh, no. But you, I mean, if you could. No, no. <laughs> it's a two-bedroom place. It's Anthony's office, plus our <laughs> gear room, plus my vanity, plus uh, my closet. Dude, that room is so overrun. Like, we're bursting at the seams in that condo right now. Yeah. And we want a dog. Don't get a dog. They're so annoying. <laughs> I just lost the little audience I have. <laughs> but, no, I, like, I... I really want to focus on my real estate career again in Colorado because I realized how much I missed it and how fun it was for me. And I have so much support at this brokerage. I mean, they're like the gold star. They're like the diamond standard of brokerages in my mind. Like they give you so much shit that like if you fail under their umbrella, then yeah. like you just weren't doing the work. Right. Well, you yeah, know? They, just, they give you all the tools, you just have to use the tools. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's it's so many tools that it's almost like overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. You know, and there's so much accountability. I mean, I have two weekly meetings every single week, like consistently, and then I have another meeting on another team that I'm on, like bi weekly. We do a company meeting once a month. I mean, like, we're, you are held accountable. You're not just, like, a name with a number next to it. I got to think that not only, like, there's the accountability piece, but also the camaraderie piece, too, right? Where it's like, let's get together, talk about wins, opportunity, right? Exactly. Like, standard stuff. Exactly. And we're, like, we're really, we're pretty tight. We're pretty tight-knit. Um, it's just hard because I took for granted how easy it was for me to be successful out here Yeah. because I've lived in Illinois my entire life and I know fucking everyone and their cousin and <laughs> yeah. their grandmother and their ex. 
And so the, the business came to me. Right. But now I'm at a place where I have to really try hard again and like yeah. figure out like how am I going to get people to know, like, and trust me? Like when I hardly have, you know, any friends. Yeah. That was kind of built shouldn't in say, here. I shouldn't right. say hardly have any friends. I actually have an amazing, amazing group of friends. And a lot of them have already used my services already. But yeah. like you're, you still have to keep meeting people and keep reaching out. And I've become such a homebody. <laughs> you know, I don't go out at night. Like. Yeah. I love staying at home with Anthony and cooking dinner and shit like an old lady and just like watching shows, you know? Maybe the housewife life is for you. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I've, d- I've recently reached out to like a couple of different organizations and there's just amazing group of women called um, Women Who Dine in Denver. Yeah. And we, it's like a supper club, dude. It's so silly. But it's women of all ages. I mean, it's, it's women in their 20s all the way up to like their late 70s. And we just get together at this gigantic table and eat wherever we want to eat that month. So yeah. this year we were going through the alphabet. So I think we're at, we were at B last month. So we went to this place called Barolo Grill, met all these incredible women. The woman that runs it, her name, uh, I shouldn't say name, but uh, the woman who runs it is really cool. So I'm meeting with her one-on-one next week to ask her how, how I can support her. Because it's such an amazing network of women. And I think there's so many opportunities within it for us to, like, do some cool shit. Like, change other women's lives. Like, one of my ideas was I want to sponsor someone to come to dinner with us that, like, maybe not wouldn't be able to afford it otherwise, right? Because, like, we're going to, like, bougie-ass places that are, like, $100 to $200, you know, for your experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And so I want to... I want to do that so that they can be part of that network of women. Is it, you, um, is it important for you to feel like you're giving back or like yes. at least contributing in some way? Always, 100%. I, like, so now that's where I'm at is like now that I have the time, I'm like I'm back to like my year of yes. Like I want to join yeah. committees. I want to volunteer. I want to blah, blah, blah. Like I want to do all of the things. Yeah, I love that. I think that that's smart because it's, it's easy at RH2 to kind of you stop making mm-hmm. friends, you stop reaching out, and you kind of fall into your own little bubble, yeah. which is really easy to do and comforting, and it's nice. Yeah. But it's awesome to still like demand more of your stuff and, and want to give back and keep pushing and pave the way for other people. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Well, and I think that people glean a lot of satisfaction out of life when they are in service of others. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's something that I'm taking from yoga. Maybe that's something I'm taking from AA, whatever it is. But I fully Whenever believe that. Whenever there's a that. successful program, that's the philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, not, it's not something that, like, yeah, it sounds silly to talk about and like we might joke about mm-hmm. it, but anything out there that's been successful yeah. Has that philosophy. Like it's, there's something to it. It's always gratitude and yes. selfless service. And right. those two things I are two things that like I wanna just grab onto and just like hold close to my heart. Cause like every morning I start my morning with a gratitude practice now. Yeah. Every fucking day. I'm like, shit might be hard today, but bitch you have a roof over your head. Right. Uh you have a, a husband who cooks for you like almost every single night. Yeah. Husband. It was the first time I heard you say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. I told him I'm going to call him my bub's bend. It... <laughs> He's like, please don't. <laughs> but you're right. Those things are important. Like, Because I, I try to find the... I'm always 
impressed by finding the little things daily that like feel like they're just for you. Yeah. Like, I could sit here and be like, oh, I hate going to work and coming home because when I drive to work, the sun's in my eyes. When I go home, the sun's in my eyes. But I literally get to watch the sunrise every morning. Hell yeah. And I get to watch the sunset every night now that the time's changed. Hell yeah. Like, how awesome is that? So it's just yeah. perspective. Like, do you have a good experience or do you have a bad experience? You like, just need some sunglasses, man. That's... Yeah, and I've got, well, I have a giant head. So, like, oh. when I put them on. Now that you say that. Oh, did you just notice? Yeah. It's been 30 years and you're Wide. like, holy shit. It's just... a lot wider. Uh, yeah, okay. Now we're even, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. All right. I don't even want to talk to you anymore. I'm going to take my What giant, a great way to end. I'm take my giant head and go get some food finally that you finally showed up. Dude, and your be, blood sugar has got to be in the shithole right now. Well, trying to get times and you guys are doing weird stuff and then you come in with portillos and I'm like a little hobo that's begging for scraps. Anthony did say that we should ask you and I was like, he's fine. <laughs> God, I hate you so Love much. you. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're ending this. I love you, friend. <laughs> <laughs>